Bickley's Five Things I Learned. Can I just say, uh, love the the ICC World Cup. Sat up uh, at night, watched it. We, I know it's a little bit um, old news now because everyone sort of, I, I'm sure they've uh, replayed it and they've reminisced about it and talked about it, but it's the first time we get a chance to talk about it. But that win was as good as any win that Australia have had in the World Cup. And, and I think it's as good as any representative win. Um, you know, I know the, the Matildas had that penalty shootout, but I think this, the scale of this away from home in front of 120,000, you know, just rabid fans. The, the, the noise was just unbelievable and it was such a great atmosphere. But to produce the game they produced, the fielding was outstanding, the catching was outstanding, and then their sort of backs against the wall and Travis Head, what a marvellous sort of innings he played, really well supported by Marnus Lubbershane, but just thought it played almost the perfect game. So I just, I just think that was the, the number one thing I learned across the weekend, best performance by a, an Australian representative team and Australia's best ever World Cup win. Well, what about this though? And I found out this afterwards, Mark Bickley, after doing a bit of listening to some of the post-match yesterday, in the city in which uh, the venue was in, so in uh, Ahmedabad. Yeah, Ahmedabad. It's dry. So the Australian players had to celebrate with soda waters. Really? Yes, it's dry there, so they weren't allowed to consume alcohol. That would have been fun. So I had to listen to a couple of people in the change rooms, and they were saying, yep, they're just celebrating with soda waters at the moment. So they had to get out of there to have a few drinks and celebrate. So a little bit of a fun fact for you after the, uh, the Aussies win. Pretty sure they would have found somewhere to have a, have a drink. That would be the uh, the Aussie way. So, they, like I said, they would have sort of got somewhere or found the place to uh, celebrate and probably still celebrating as we speak. But the second thing I learned across the weekend, Travis Head, how good has his tournament been now? When he had that broken hand and they picked him in the squad, some people questioned whether, you know, is it is it smart to bring him back in? He's not going to have done a whole lot of batting. He, I think he's... First game back, he made a century after having three hits in the nets. It's been quite remarkable. But man of the match in the semi-final, man of the match in the final, just so remarkable in difficult conditions. And um, yeah, it was just absolutely unbelievable. Let's have a listen. He's probably the unluckiest man in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, again, it's yeah something that I worked hard on. Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine getting 100. Couldn't imagine probably holding on to that one. Um, again, nice to hold on to something that's important. And you want to look after your teammates. You want to contribute. Um, to be able to do that uh, on, on a big stage in front of a full house under all that pressure is, is a nice thing to, that I'll be able to look back on later in my life. And he was talking about there, that catch he took to dismissing Coley. And just, uh, there was so much noise and so much atmosphere. Then Coley got out and you could hear a pin drop. It was just quite remarkable. And even when Travis Head was batting and, and hitting big sixes and hit one that was 125 metres, it was phenomenal. He caught Sharma as well. Not Coley. Sh- oh, Sharma. Sharma. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. But That's okay. Probably more, more important. Yeah. Um, I think Cummins got, uh, uh, got Coley yep. up. But what, what the other part about this that I learned across the weekend, it's a good time for Travis Head to be nominating for the IPL, isn't it? Because <laughs> yes. he, he didn't play last year, but he is as hot as any cricketer right now. And to do it in India, every Indian team who supports an IPL team will be saying, let's get Travis Head. So that's the second thing I, I learned across the weekend. The third thing I learned is the 36ers. I think backs to the wall again, uh, under all sorts of pressure, the coach is feeling the heat. They're able to find a way. And I'm keen to think or hear your thoughts, Jared, on on the win. That's a pretty gutsy performance. 
I've never seen a game of two halves like that, yeah. Mark Bickley. 18 points behind, were they? Something like 18 that? points at halftime. That first half uh, was probably the most dissatisfied I've been with an Adelaide 36ers team before because both teams were really poor. It, were, it, it just seemed really um, calm and relaxed, lack of effort where the 36ers would try their best to get a bucket and Southeast Melbourne would run up the other end and score really easily. And it, it brought back memories of one of our first home games of the season where they got pumped by the Phoenix. So to do that and turn around and to see what um, DJ Vasiljevic has been able to do, I think he brings a bit of mongrel to the team too and a bit of passion that they have been lacking. So um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, now they have to back it up because every win is vital now. So to win at home is really important, but to win on the road, crucially important. They've got a couple of weekends off now because of the FIBA break because they've got an international um, schedule. So hopefully they can have a bit of reflection and get Trey Kell back into the side. Mm, yeah, so it was was really well done, as you said, all of the, the stuff. But 18 points down, as you said, with, a, I guess, a dissatisfied supporter group looking at that and saying, where to from here? What is going to happen? And then yep. to be able to fight back was just absolutely outstanding. So well done to uh, the 36ers and CJ Bruton. Fourth thing I learned across the weekend, well, sort of across the weekend, but it was sort of first chance for us to talk about it. AFL draw, both Crows and Power, like they've got uh, great uh, commercial draws, lots of big opportunities to, to showcase standalone games, standalone time slots. Adelaide with six Thursday and Friday games. There's a Thursday night showdown. There's gather round again. Port Adelaide get a standalone gather round game on a Friday night, which is fabulous. That's uh, prime time for both the local t- teams, which is outstanding for them and gives them every chance to showcase what they can do. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the final thing across the weekend that I learned was the AFLW, a number of upsets again, but I think from my point of view, Sanity prevailed and, and Adelaide uh, just showed they were a class above Sydney. They just absolutely blew them off the park. Sydney couldn't have tried any harder. Their coach said as much, but Adelaide just too classy, too many good players. And it now sets up big match. Adelaide now play North Melbourne in Melbourne this weekend. But the big upset was Melbourne, who were very good all year and it has been one of the big top four. They got upset by Geelong. So Geelong are going to take on Brisbane. So I think Brisbane end up winning that. So I think the grand final will be in Brisbane this year against either Crows or North Melbourne. So let's hope the Crows girls can get it done. Thank you, Mark Bickley. What do you want to add to the five things you learned from the weekend? 0427 Next, we get into our nominations of the good stuff.